Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, AJ Hogue, where AJ's more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's AJ with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm AJ Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Support the Effortless English Podcast, the Effortless English Show. Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That's EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Nice day today here in Japan, Osaka, Japan. A little cooler. A little bit cloudy, you know, kind of like yesterday, partly cloudy. I'd say a little bit more cloudy than yesterday. And that's actually nice because it's giving a good amount of shade. The temperature's a little cooler than recently still hot it's still hot it's still summer but (laughs) it's been super hot until well yesterday and today a little bit cooler which is nice once again i'm outdoors back behind some buildings next to train station there goes the train right now Talked to my dad recently, and I mentioned doing a show with him about college football, especially about the Georgia Bulldogs. He was open to the idea. He liked the idea. As I said, my dad is a big college football fan and especially loves, loves, loves the Georgia Bulldogs, so he's very happy to talk about Georgia football on the show with me. While I was talking to him, he looked up the schedule. I think he said the... I think it's September 1st is the first game. Georgia's first game. And Georgia plays some little small team called... What is it called? Austin P? Pia? Something like that? You can see, because I don't know the name, I never heard of this team, that it's it's very small. Now, this is something that's also kind of a college football tradition, I would say. It's normal for college football. And that is, these big teams like Georgia, Alabama, Florida, Tennessee, the really big teams, the big strong teams, once or twice a year they will usually play some small little school, some small little team. And of course, they beat the crap out of them. (laughs) Poor guys. (laughs) And so why do they do this, right? It's Everybody knows Georgia's going to win that game, the first game, against this little school, Austin P. I've never heard of this school before. 
So they what they do is, and it, often in college football, not every school does this, but my, I I don't know most, yeah, probably most, many I would say at least, will choose a very small school, kind of weak school for their first game. It's a, like a warm up game for them because. They practice, of course, they practice before the season, but just practice isn't enough to be fully ready, right? To be fully ready for a full game, right? The games are much more intense. And so the reason they do, they choose these little small teams as the first game is a kind of warm up. They don't want to play the first game against another really tough team they want to get ready first. They want the players to get a little experience in a real game against an easy opponent as kind of a warm-up. This is very common in college football. So George is doing that this year, playing some little small school called Austin P on their first game, their first day. I started talking to my dad. Why do the little schools agree to do this? So it's obvious why the big schools do it. The big schools do it as a warm-up, an easy game to start the season. But why do the little teams agree to do this? And it's as simple as money. Money. The big schools <laughs> pay these little schools to play them. So Austin P, this little little school, little they will I, I think my dad said he thinks it's something like a million dollars that school will get paid a million dollars to come and play Georgia they'll come to Georgia Stadium and they'll play they know they're going to get beat but they take that money and then they use the money to improve their team they buy you know better facilities better buildings they hire better coaches all that kind of stuff and there have been, we were, we were discussing this, my dad and I, there have actually been some smaller schools that are now getting quite good. Their, their football teams are getting good now because they have been using this strategy. There's a, there are a few in Florida. Central Florida, that's, a, that's one example of this. There's a school called Central Florida that has a football team. And they were always just some small little team. But they started to do this strategy. They would play big teams for money. So they went out and they would agree to play several big teams during the year. And of course they would lose terribly. But then they took that money and they spent it intelligently. They improved their workout facilities, you know, facilities meaning equipment. They improved their stadium. They hired better coaches and they got better at attracting better and better and better players. And now Central Florida is actually becoming, starting to become one of the bigger teams. They're actually competing now well, competing well, beating some of the bigger tougher teams so they've used this strategy to grow and grow and grow and get better and better it's interesting again if i guess if i compare it to something like the premier league in in england it would be like one of the it would be like one of the second division teams i don't know what it's called but you know the teams that get demoted they drop down to the easier leagues i think what there's a couple of those leagues i think right a couple levels 
Anyway, it would be like one of those lower league teams playing against Arsenal and Chelsea and Man U every year for money and then using the money to buy better players and then get into the Premier League themselves. It's, that's kind of the strategy of these small, small, some of these small schools and teams. Interesting. But for Georgia, it's just an easy game to start the season. Their second game is against South Carolina. Now, that's not an easy game. South Carolina is an SEC team. South Carolina is the st- it's one of the neighbor's states of Georgia. If you look on a map of Georgia in the United States, you've got, I think I remember all the states around Georgia. So north of Georgia is Tennessee and North Carolina. West of Georgia is Alabama. South of Georgia is Florida. And east of Georgia is South Carolina. So they're just up the road there. University of South Carolina. They they usually have a decent team. I would say not, not a top team. They're not going to win the national championship, probably. But they're decent. You know, they're, they're solidly good. And sometimes they do manage to beat Georgia. I say probably Georgia beats them more often, usually. But it's not, you know, it's not a joke game. It's a real game. So that'll be the first true test of Georgia football this year against South Carolina in the second game. So... We'll continue learning more about college football, and I'll get my dad on the on the show. Get him on the show live, probably. My dad's fun. He uses a lot of idioms. I don't, as you probably notice, but my dad uses lots of idioms, just automatically, just constantly using idioms. So when I'm talking to him, I'll try to, if he uses idioms, I'll try to stop and explain what he's saying and what the idioms mean. It'll be a good chance to learn some a lot of extra American idioms with my dad on the show. Another update, Infowars.com. I encourage you to support Infowars.com. I get no money from Infowars. I'm just doing this because of the fake news, the evil fake news and the, these evil tech companies are now controlling our communication. It's a very dangerous situation we have now where these few companies, Facebook, Google, Apple, have gotten control. They've gotten control over our communication systems. And what makes these companies so evil is that they are not following the same rules. So, for example, we have a tel- telephone companies, right? You have a normal telephone. When I was a kid, it w- there was just one telephone company, AT&T. But now we have you know, Verizon and whatever. You have a telephone company, you make a phone call. Well, those telephone companies do not interfere, right? They don't interfere in your call. They don't b- try to block some people from using the phone. Anybody can use their service. And these companies do not and cannot block people just because of politics, right? They don't like your politics. They can't stop you from using 
the phone. They're neutral. That's what it should be like. But unfortunately, the online communication companies have gotten so much control now that they can do this, that they are doing this, that they are blocking people and trying to censor people, silence people, just because uh, they don't like their politics. And all of these companies are in California, USA. They are, have a almost communist mentality, politics at these companies. Google, Facebook, Twitter, Apple. They all have the same, believe me, I live there. <laughs> I know. They're like, they're, it's like little Venezuela there in Silicon Valley in San Francisco. There's a great amount of evil there and they are now using their power to silence people they don't like. To try to hide information and truth that they don't like. Dangerous. It's just like Animal Farm. It is Animal Farm happening right now. But instead of a government doing it, it is Silicon Valley. They are like a government. They have the power and the wealth, the money, the control. Much more than most governments. Very dangerous. Very dangerous situation. And that is why I am supporting Infowars.com. I don't agree with everything Infowars says. Of course, they have their own viewpoint and their own political viewpoint. Some of it I very much agree with. Some of it I don't. But I do know that they try to present the truth. They try sincerely to present the truth and they try to present the truth that the other media hides, that the lying fake news lies and hides about. Lies about and hides. CNN, BBC can't be trusted at all. New York Times, Washington Post, all those big ones, they can't be trusted at all. They're just 100% lying. Infowars is trying to be sincere. And they're honest about their own viewpoint. So you don't have to agree with them. You're not going to agree with everybody 100%. That's never going to happen. But what you at least want to do is look for people who are trying to be honest, trying to get out information. Trying to get out true information that is... that. The big powers are trying to hide. That's why I like Infowars.com and why I support them. And I encourage you, go to Infowars.com. Infowars.com. Read their articles each day. And sometimes you'll read something and you'll maybe think, I don't know. Is this true? I don't know. Remember, I don't know is a good thing to say. Wait and see. Wait and see. Just say, I don't, I'm not sure about this. So I'm just going to keep it in my mind and I'll wait and see. See what happens. And of course, you need many different sources of information, independent sources. Let Infowars be one of those sources, Infowars.com. And you can also check out Neon Revolt if you're interested in the Q stuff. I think the Q stuff is so interesting. It's a modern spy movie happening right now, just like the WikiLeaks stuff two years ago. Q is the new version of WikiLeaks. And WikiLeaks turned out to be amazing, really amazing stuff came out from WikiLeaks. If you followed it, oh my gosh, super amazing. That all the news, 
the big news they still won't talk about what happened with WikiLeaks the information the evidence that came out with WikiLeaks they they still try to hide it CNN still won't talk about it because they're liars they're the enemies of truth so Q is like that quite and like WikiLeaks you know some of the WikiLeaks stuff was hard to read through a little complicated but if you if you take the time you make a little effort you can learn more about reality and what's really happening in the world, not what just the lies they're telling you. So neonrevolt.com, another source. One more source. I'll give you a third source that's independent. Infogalactic News. Infogalactic News. You'll have to do a search for that. I can't remember the exact web address. URL. I can't remember exactly. But just do a search in a search engine. Use DuckDuckGo search engine. And just type in Infogalactic News. Info is I-N-F-O, right? Like information. Like Infowars. Info. Galactic is it's like galaxy. <laughs> okay, it's galactic is G A L A C T I C galactic. Infogalactic altogether is one word. Infogalactic news. Infogalactic also has a cool kind of it's kind of like Wikipedia. It's an alternative to Wikipedia. Wikipedia does a lot of censorship. They're also Silicon Valley communist political company like all those all those companies in California but Infogalactic is a version of Wikipedia without censorship they don't allow the censorship they have a different system where you can you read the basic information and then people can add their different viewpoints to it so you get several different viewpoints about the basic information so it's it's more open. So yeah, somebody who is like a left communist type viewpoint could put some information on there, their viewpoint added to a page. But then someone else who is more right and patriotic and decent, they could also put their viewpoint on it, on the article. So in this way, it it's more honest and open information. It can be trusted. WikiLeak, I mean, a Wikipedia Wikipedia, again, it can't be trusted. If you look into Wikipedia, they control and they change and they censor and they block and they, they... It's very, very, very political. And as with most things from Silicon Valley, very communist. So anyway, Infogalactic News, they have a little news page. They don't really do the news. They just link to stuff. It's mostly headlines with links. Headlines with links. So they just link to lots of different news articles around the world. Infogalactic News. So there's there are three. Three little independent ones. People keep asking me for independent sources of information. Those are three. I'd start start with three. You know, it's possible to really start researching and digging and finding small, very small ones and very, very interesting ones and lots of information. But the more you do that, you have to really think. You have to compare. You have to research one against another. As you dig in and f- search for yourself, you have to understand that for a while you won't know the truth. Right? You'll be getting lots of information from these small sources, these independent sources. And 
sometimes the sources don't agree. One says one thing, another says a different thing. And so then, uh, which one's correct? I don't know. You have to be willing to not know 100%. You have to be willing to keep your mind open for a while and see what happens. I'll give you a small example of this with this, what happened with North Korea. I remember several months back, all the big news was uh, putting out all these huge lies about North Korea and what was happening with North Korea and how Trump was going to just, he was planning to attack them and invade them and go to war. And, and he was crazy. Trump was crazy. Ah! And Kim Jong-un is also crazy. They're both crazy. These two crazy men are going to cr- cause a war. And look at all the, the crazy tweets t- and comments to each other. This is what the, the lying news was showing. And then they were lying that it was all a big plan for war and all of this. And if that's all you watched were these lying news sources, maybe you were worried about this. But because I was following Q, and I was also digging in and looking at all these different independent sources, I was getting a lot better information. And so I knew when that was happening, there was nothing to worry about. I knew it was all a show. It was all negotiation tactics that, in fact, a deal was being made, that diplomacy was happening. They were talking. America and North Korea were talking secretly, -secretly, (laughs) semi-secretly, to each other, and that the negotiations were working, and that an amazing peace deal was coming, that it was going to... end the 50 over 50 year old conflict with North Korea that there was going to be peace between North and South Korea there's going to be peace between North Korea and the United States something that has seemed impossible seemed completely impossible in my lifetime my whole lifetime that's the news I was getting because I was looking at all these independent Sources. So while a lot of people I knew were all going, oh my God, crazy, Trump's crazy, Kim Jong-un is crazy, and I realized, no, they're not. Neither one of them are crazy. They're not crazy. They're negotiating. I am, and Q predicted there's going to be a peace deal, and guess what? It happened. It happened. I wasn't surprised at all. I knew it was coming. And then, of course, immediately the lying news media starts uh, attacking Trump for, oh, he's being too soft on North Korea. One minute they're attacking him because supposedly he was going to, he was being too hard on them and was going to go to war. And then immediately they change their story to, oh, it's too soft. He's being too soft with North Korea. Like they want the Korean War to continue. You just can't trust them. They just lie and lie. It doesn't matter. They change their lies. You know, one month they'll they'll be on one side, and the next month they'll change their lie. And they they act like the, they just pretend they never said the other lies. They just think you're going to f- completely forget about all the other lies they already said. So if you want to be super confused about the world, watch the lying media. If you want to start understanding the world better and not being so afraid being more calm, being more confident, understanding what's really happening in the world. 
You've got to search out these independent sources of news and information. And of course, this is true for politics and world events, but it's also true for education. It's also true for health and fitness. It's also true for relationships between men and women, dating, every topic. Every topic, there are a huge number of lies, and then there are independent sources where you get much more truthful information, and truthful information gets you better results. You'll feel stronger, you'll feel more relaxed and confident, because you'll understand the reality. You'll un- as you understand the real world, you're less afraid, and you get better results because you make better decisions. So check out those sources, infowars.com, NeonRevolt.com Infogalactic News Now those are all sort of political world event websites At another time I'll talk about sources of information about education I could do some about health and fitness if you like I could do some about dating and relationships too if you like Let me know So what is the purpose of this? This whole matrix of lies, this prison for our mind that comes from the school systems and the media. What is the purpose of it? I think the purpose is to make you weak so that you don't, so that you don't trust yourself. And that's why my message is exactly the opposite. Trust yourself. One of my favorite quotes comes from the writer Jack Kerouac. Actually, a few days, uh, was it yesterday? Two days ago, I mentioned hit one of his books, On the Road. On the Road. One of his most famous books. Jack Kerouac, an American writer, wrote back in the, mostly back in the 50s, 1950s. But I, in one of his books, I think it's a book he wrote about, or it might even just be an article he wrote about how to be a good writer. But he had this great little quote, this great sentence in there that is so meaningful, I think. And he said, Trust in the dignity of your own experience. Let's review that. Trust in the dignity of your own experience. This this basically means trust yourself, but let me teach you the meaning of this sentence in detail. So trust, you understand trust, of course, in the dignity of your own experience. The dignity means the goodness, the nobility, the virtue, right? Something that is good at heart. Dignity, self-respect, all these ideas are similar to dignity. So you trust in the self-respect, the goodness of your own experience, your own life experience. That your life experience is good and meaningful. That your life experience, your life, is just as important as any celebrities, as any famous persons, as anyone else's. Because in the end, we're all human. And of course, your life is most important to you. Right? It's the one life that you have some control over and that you know the best. 
You are the hero of your own story is another way to say this. Be the hero of your own story. Instead of looking for other heroes, fake heroes in movies and TV shows, fake heroes in books, um, heroes from history, whatever. Be your own hero. Make your own story. Be important and meaningful to you. Trust yourself. Trust that your life is important. Trust that your life is meaningful. Just as meaningful as anyone else's. See, I think that's what a lot of the media and school system is designed to do, is to make you doubt this. So that instead you look to others and think, oh, they're more important than I am. Oh, they're, they're better than I am. They're smarter than I am. They're more beautiful than I am. I should listen to them. I should focus on them. The, you know, what the, the Kardashians do is more important than what I do in my own life. That kind of stuff. And so that's why you have so many people looking, looking, looking to others, right? Especially the people in the media for inspiration, for guidance, for leadership, instead of looking to themselves. Well, my message to you is the opposite. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm not here to tell you what your dream should be. I don't know. I like to, you know, share with you my own experiences and my own thoughts and share with you things I've read and seen from others and maybe give you some ideas, but only you can decide. And you should decide. Your life is meaningful. I want you to be the hero of your own story, of your own life. Nobody knows you better than you. Nobody knows your life better than you. Nobody knows your mind better than you. And therefore, no one can tell you what to do. Only you can decide what's best for you. Only you can decide what's best for you. And you should decide that. You should be the master of your own life. No one else. No one else. You should be the hero of your own life. You should be a hero for yourself. Be the hero for your family. I would say, since you are the star, you are the hero of your own story, make it an interesting story for you. What kind of story do you want your life to be from now? From now, starting now. We can't do much about the past, but starting now, what kind of story? Maybe you want your story to be a comedy full of laughter. Great. We'll get out there and have a fun and light and enjoyable life. Create that life for yourself. Maybe you want your story to be inspiring to yourself and your family. Well, great. Start living that life. Be inspiring.
Maybe you want your life to be beautiful, simple, honest, spiritual, religious. I don't know. Just do it. You choose. You decide. Create that story for yourself. It's better than any movie. It's better than any TV show. All I want to do is help you remove your fears and your doubts about yourself. Remove the fear and doubt that stops you. The self-doubt. Doubting yourself. Doubting your own power. Doubting the importance of your life. Your life is important. Your life is most important to you. Of course. Well, you should act like it. I want to energize you and encourage you to trust yourself. I want to energize and encourage you to trust your dreams. Trust your dreams. Trust that your dreams are important. It doesn't matter if everyone else in the world laughs at them. It doesn't matter if everyone else says you're crazy, you're foolish, ha 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 ha, that's stupid. It doesn't matter. It's your life. You're the hero of your life. You make the story of your life. It doesn't matter if I understand. It doesn't matter if anyone else understands. Trust your dreams. Live the dreams you want to live. Do what you want to do. As long as you're not hurting anyone, of course. So if you always dreamed of being a musician and and you feel it in your heart and soul that's what you should do do it do it at least try okay it doesn't matter if you fail or you don't just do it if you wanted to be an entrepreneur like if you're like me and always wanted to be an entrepreneur do it it doesn't matter if everyone around you says, Oh, you can't do it. Oh, you shouldn't do it. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, you're going to fail. Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. Remember, every movie, think of it this way. If you think of it like a movie or a story, every movie needs bad guys. Right? Or it's boring. Every movie needs conflict. Right? The hero needs to fight against doubts. Right? If, if you have a movie and in the movie... Everybody loves and supports the hero all the time. And the hero never has any problems. And nobody goes against the hero. And the hero easily succeeds at everything. That's a boring movie. That's a boring story. The hero will never grow or learn anything. That's boring. So if you think of it this way... You almost need people to doubt you. You almost need other people to go against you and say negative things. That's part of the story. Right? That's part of the story. That's the part of the story that forces you to get stronger. That's the part of the story that forces you to learn. That's the purpose of their doubt. That's the purpose of their criticism. That's the purpose of your fears, in fact. They're challenges to be overcome. They all make the story more interesting. And when you do succeed, finally, you will appreciate your success so much more because it was not easy. (laughs) 
easy success isn't appreciated at all. You don't learn anything. We can look at this with money, as I've mentioned many times this example. If you take two people, let's say two imaginary people, I don't know, Bill and John. If Bill wins a million dollars, we just give him a million dollars. Here you go. He does nothing to earn it. We just say, congratulations, here's a million dollars, Bill. But then... And then John, on the other hand, has to fight and struggle to build a, a business. And, oh, and he has many problems, and it's difficult. Oh, and then he, he fails, and then he tries again, and then he fails, and then he tries again, and then he has a small success, and oh, he fights and works, and he has to... John must learn all these new skills. He's got to learn marketing and sales and accounting, and he has to learn how to deal with tough times. He has to learn how to manage money. And then finally, John also makes one million dollars. So now you have Bill has a million dollars and John has a million dollars. But Bill just, we just gave it to him. There was no struggle at all. And then John had to fight and fight and fight to earn it. Which one will appreciate that money more? I guarantee John... Also, which one will probably keep that money and keep it keep growing that money? John, most likely John because he has the skills and the knowledge and the emotion and the toughness and the attitude to keep the money and grow it even more and more and more. He had to just to get there. Bill he knows nothing. He knows nothing more. He learned nothing. He wasn't challenged. He's the same person he was before. Very, very, very likely that Bill will just go crazy and spend that money. And five years later, Bill will be broke again. And John will have two million or five million or more. The struggle is part of the story. I know, I know, believe me, I know. In the middle of the struggle, we all have the same thought. I wish this was easier. I want it to be easier. That's human, of course. None of us like pain. <laughs> none of us like fear. None of us like doubt. None of us like criticism. None of us like loneliness. But We have to be honest We have to be honest It's part of the story That makes it great That makes it meaningful Without that struggle Without that pain Without that difficulty eh, Then it's nothing There's no meaning Then it's just people giving you stuff Then you just become weaker And more spoiled More stupid More unhappy I'm not saying that in the middle of the pain I'm not saying you have to say oh this is great I love it uh, okay I know maybe so there's some incredible people that can do that <laughs> okay I can't I can't either I complain in the middle of the pain and the difficulty too it's natural but there's also at least a little part of me there's a little part in the back of my mind that says this is necessary this is good and because now I'm old enough, I can also look back on my life and I can remember all of the many, many struggles and problems and difficulties 
that I hated at the time. I hated when they were happening, but now I realize, oh, I'm glad they happened. Oh, I learned so much. I became better because of that. I'm glad that difficulty happened. I'm glad it wasn't too easy. Now. It's hard to realize it in the moment. That's okay. But it is good to at least realize there's a good chance in the future I'll look back and appreciate the struggle. And it's also good to realize it's part of the story. Don't wish for everything to be easy. Then you're going to be miserably bored and weak. Another way we could say this is your life has a meaning. And the cool thing is you, you as the master of your life, you decide the meaning. Some people get lost and upset about this, right? Because again, they've been trained, trained by the media, the lying media, and trained by the schools to be passive, to wait for someone else to tell them the answer. What's, tell me the answer and I'll memorize it. Tell me the answer so I can memorize it, and then I'll get the correct answer on the test. This is what you're taught in school. This is, this is also what the lying media wants you to believe or think how they want you to think. Be- because, of course, they want to tell you the meaning. They want to tell you meaning, what things mean. But the true situation is that you decide. You decide what your life means. You decide what the events in your life mean. That's a huge power you have. You cannot, you cannot always choose the events. Things happen to you that you can't control. That's true for all of us. But you can decide the meaning of those events for you and your life and your story. You can decide how you will see these events, how you will use these events to learn, to grow, to understand. That's one of our greatest powers. Each of us has it. Every single one of us has that power. You have that power. It is perhaps your greatest power, which is why the lying media tries to take that power away from you. It's why the school system tries to take that power from you from a very young age. They want to tell you what everything means. They want to tell you what life means. And of course, (laughs) the things they tell you fit into their plan, make them powerful, (laughs) make them rich, and make you feel powerless. Makes you feel like your life has no meaning. What's a lie? Your life has great meaning. And you, you, you are the hero of that story. So start choosing your meaning. Start choosing the meaning of the things that happen to you. And you can change the meaning too. You can even look back on your past. And you can change the meaning of what happened to you. Just with the power of your own mind. Maybe something bad happened to you. Someone cheated you or... Maybe you had a girlfriend or a boyfriend. They broke up with you. And you decided you were a victim. 
I'm a victim, I'm a victim. And that was the meaning you decided. This a meaning of weakness. You can change that right now. You can look back on that and look at it more carefully. And you can examine what happened. And you can learn from what happened. And you can ask yourself questions. Well, how? what, what did I do? What did I do wrong in that situation? What choices did I make that were bad? Uh, was, I, was I foolish? Was I blind? Were there signs something was wrong and I didn't see them? All, many possibilities. But you ask yourself these questions and you look and you take responsibility. And then you can completely change the meaning of that event. And you can decide, ah, no, I'm not a victim. No, the meaning is something else. The meaning is something else. And that is for you to decide. And in that way, you create a new story, a new story of power. Personal power. A new story of being a hero. In this life, your life. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for you so much. And for myself. For everyone. And so this is why I talk a lot about the media and the schools because I have identified these are the two. I, you know, for many, many years I've been trying to figure this out. What causes people to be so afraid? What causes so many people to doubt themselves? Why? What are they afraid of? Because it, it's not logical. Usually it, there's no logical reasons. These are very illogical, meaning not logical. Irrational, meaning not rational. Fears that people have. And also asking the question, why are people so passive? Why are so many people so passive about their own lives? About their own learning, about their lives, about life decisions, about information, what they accept is true and not true. Why are they so passive and just accept what's told to them so easily? And they're not, they don't look, they don't question. Why have they lost their curiosity so much? Just keep asking myself these questions for years and years. And the more and more I asked the questions and looked and looked and thought about it, you know, I, I came to this conclusion. There, there are many answers to these things, but the two biggest ones, again and again and again, to all of these questions, the lying media, the fake media, and the school systems. This is where the matrix comes from. These are the creators of our matrix of lies, matrix of weakness, matrix of fear and self-doubt. The lying media and the schools. All you have to do is trust yourself. Trust yourself. Trust yourself to make the right decisions for your life. Trust yourself to be the hero of your own life. Nobody else. Nobody else. Not even me. You are the hero of your life. You, you, you. Trust yourself. Trust in the dignity of your own experience. Meaning your own life experience is just as valuable, just as meaningful as anyone else's. 
especially the famous people that we're all supposed to admire. What a joke. These famous people are for mostly from what I've seen again and again and again. These famous people are disgusting. They're disgusting human beings. They're drug addicts, they're liars, they're they're horrible people. There's no need to admire them. Gee, come on. You're a better person than that. You're more of a hero than that. You just don't have cameras pointed at you. You just don't have the lying media putting your story out to everybody. That's all. Trust yourself. Trust in the dignity, the power, the meaning of your own experience. That your life is important. That your life is meaningful and that you and only you are the master of your own life I love you I hope you will do this I hope you will wake up to this be the master of your own life And as always join my VIP program at effortlessenglishclub.com Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Bye for now.